It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I appreciate having you tune in and listen each week. You know, if you have a friend or a family member with a cholesterol issue, and that's true for a lot of people, you know, give them a quick call and have them listen to this show because we are really going to clear up some misconceptions about cholesterol today. And joining me as our co-host is Kathy Weenus. And Cassie is a registered dietitian, a nutrition counselor, and an educator. And welcome, Cassie. You actually spend many days each week out of the office educating and counseling people at a variety of business locations, right? I do, and actually more and more. So this yes. is a growing segment of our business and an ongoing service that Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides Um we do it for small companies, we do it for large companies, and I really enjoy bringing the information right to the workplace. I'm glad you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you've told me, you don't want to have to do it, right? You, you pack know. up all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the packing up maybe isn't so great, but once you get there, like I was saying to you before the show, it's it's kind of relaxing in a way, even though any of the times when I've been out at the workplace, it's a very busy day. It's back-to-back clients all day long, Mm -hmm. but I don't have any interruptions from the phone ringing. I don't have any emails. (laughs) I can just focus on those clients and, and share my knowledge with them, and the day just flies by. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, Like I mentioned, we do it for small companies. We do it for large companies. We can really tailor the service to meet the needs of your specific company. If anybody wants more information on this, they can call Nancy. Um, I'm not sure what her title is. I think she wears many hats. She but does. Nancy Palm from our office can be reached at 651-484-8952. She's the one that coordinates these things um, in terms of getting a nutritionist into the workplace, and she can work out the details for you. Again, her name is Nancy Palm. Her number is 651-484-8952. And she makes it so that it meets your company's needs and everything works out great. And Nancy's, one of her titles is she's project manager, so she manages a lot. She manages me. (laughs) That's a big project right there. (laughs) Well, and think of how many nutritionists we have, and I think she does a great job keeping us all on task and on schedule because if you look at my planner, and I only work three days a week. It's crazy. <laughs> but but she keeps reminding me where I'm supposed to be when. Exactly. You know, before I mentioned that our topic today is all about cholesterol. And here's an interesting fact. 13 million Americans take cholesterol-lowering medications, such as a statin. You know, maybe it's called Lipitor or Zocor or one of those. Restore. So 13 million Americans. Isn't that amazing? Yes. There's some serious cash right there. <laughs> you know, and a real common reason why we might see somebody in our office is because they have high cholesterol. Their doctor has told them they need to go on one of these cholesterol-lowering drugs, 
and they don't want to do it. And so they come to see us or maybe they go out, you know, to a clinic or hospital setting to see the nutritionist because they want to talk about lowering their cholesterol more naturally. And I love it when we get these people that just intuitively know that taking a pill day after day isn't probably the best way mm-hmm. to address their high cholesterol. And we we make such a difference, I know anyway, um, in those numbers just by changing their diet and getting them to eat real food. So, Cassie, do you remember when we had Greg Peterson on? Oh, you know, we we call Greg the research guy because he's, you know. I call him a walking encyclopedia, but either way, <laughs> I think you get the picture. But he was on about a month ago, and we were talking about cholesterol, and we had so many questions from listeners yep. that he actually suggested that we invite Dr. Ryan Bentley to join us today. And so that's kind of what we were thinking about doing, and that's what we're doing today. Greg knows a lot of smart people, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's smart himself. But yeah, Dr. Bentley is a functional medicine specialist. He has spent years studying research about cholesterol, and he has applied all of the knowledge he's learned through this research, and he has his own clinical practice today. Um and he's also a national speaker, and he's going to be joining us by phone. I believe we already have him on the line. Oh, that's great. And so, Dr. Bentley, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning to you, Dr. Bentley. Oh, well, we're connecting. There, there he is. Okay. Dr. Bentley? So. Yeah, Emma's working on it. Okay. We, we know he called in. We're just having a little bit of a... So... A, some technical difficulty here, but we are going to get him on the line in just a minute. Um, and he has titled his talk. Are we going to let everybody know what his talk is? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I have to laugh a little bit because when I, you know, every, the month before we're going to be on radio, Nancy Palm, project manager, will email us and tell us which show we're going to be on, you know, and who's going to be on with the DAR. And she emails me and she said, DAR thinks you would be great for this show titled Sex lies and cholesterol and I'm like I'm not sure what that means but it sounds like a fun show so I think yes it sounds like we're gonna have a fun time with when we get him on uh, can you hear me yeah there, he is. there you are welcome okay. good. good welcome to dishing up nutrition dr. Bentley I'm Darlene and uh, joining hits here today is Cassie and we're going to get you right into this. And so we kind of introduced you a little bit about being an expert on cholesterol, but can you share a little bit more about your background and your practice and how did you arrive at this title, Sex, Lies, and Cholesterol? Great title. <laughs> Great title. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, starting back, you know, my history goes back. When I was in school, one of the biggest things that I really wanted to do is understand and just master the basics. And because mm-hmm. it was once told to me that you master the basics, you seldom need anything else. So I spent a lot of time diving into basic physiology and understanding how the body truly worked. And then I ended up taking that knowledge, and I served two fellowships in anatomy, and I went further into even becoming a professor for a period of time to, to teach students to better understand the body at the higher academic levels of as they're getting ready to enter the healthcare field, whatever their discipline is going to be. When it came to the title, I was actually at a seminar at a with one of my colleagues, Dr. Aaron Oxenreiter, and we were at a seminar together, and the speaker said something and just triggered in our mind. And we started brainstorming, like immediately we quit paying attention, which was bad. 
But we started jotting down notes and started going through this whole process, and we were basically, what it boiled down to is that we were fed up with our patients looking at their cholesterol levels as a all-out goal that they wanted to achieve, and they talked about it like they're, they're kids hitting home runs at soccer practice or home runs at, in baseball right. or, you know, getting a goal at soccer, you know, things of that nature. And it was, they were talking about it everywhere. They were talking about it in our reception rooms. Mm-hmm. And that was their main goal, and they thought that if their cholesterol levels were low, that they were healthy. Yes. And, you know, and that's a, that's a problem with our media today because that's what TV leads you to believe. That's what doctors that are – you know, taught by the pharmaceutical reps because that's what the reps are supposed to do right. is educate the doctors. And that's, and then, you know, that's how the whole cascade starts. So p- the public has been miseducated uh, with regards to cholesterol and cholesterol issues. And so it became my passion to take the information of true research and I started teaching my patients. And then it started going into teaching doctors to teach their patients. And it just continues and now to, you're going to be this t- message. And now you're going to be teaching all of our listeners about this today. I think that's great, actually. So, um, and, and we have a lot of questions for Dr. Bentley. Yes, um, we do. I uh, probably more than we'll be able to get to this hour, and we really don't want to hog up all of your time. So, I do want to let listeners know too that if they have questions, please call us here at the studio. The number is six five one six four one one zero seven one. Any questions you have regarding your cholesterol or your heart health for Dr. Bentley will be welcomed. But before we get callers, I think, and Dr. Bentley, you kind of talked about this. You were, you went, you really were interested in some of the basics when you went into, you know, your studies. And so mm-hmm. let's get back to some of the basic information about cholesterol. You know, I kind of, like you kind of alluded to, is I think many people believe cholesterol is evil, or at least it's really bad to have in your body. Right. Um, so kind of, you know, fill people in. What is cholesterol and, and how do we make it? Some well, of the... The cholesterol is very key to our body. It's made, a, you know, 75% of it's made in our liver. Mm-hmm. 25% comes from our dietary sources. Um, but, however, cholesterol has a very integral part into our physiology. It's part of every cell membrane. You know, so we have 75 to 100 trillion cells in our body, and every cell has cholesterol integrated into it to help the cell membranes become stable. It's used to make your sex, steroid hormones, such as DHEA, uh, sex hormones, such as testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, even, so, your, stress, even your stress hormones. Okay. There, so, there's your stress hormones called cortisol, aldosterone, and then also... It's a precursor to, to vitamin D, which is very key. And it's also part of all your myelin sheaths, which is the coating around your nerve cells. And so kind of like a wire, when you have a wire and it's got a plastic coating around the copper, mm-hmm. same thing. Our nerves have this coating, and that is the, you know, it's the myelin sheath, and a component of that is cholesterol. But what's interesting is that a lot of people you know, consider LDLs. Everybody labels LDLs as bad cholesterol. And... We don't have bad cholesterol. We don't have good cholesterol. We have cholesterol. LDLs are very key. They carry 75% of the cholesterol, which is, you know, LDL is a, is a, is a protein. It's a lipoprotein that carries 75% of the cholesterol. But it's used to carry cholesterol for cellular repair, the synthesis of hormones, and for bile salts. And if you get an imbalance of bile salts, it starts to lead to gallstones. Whereas the HDLs, what people consider HDLs, good cholesterol, 
The reason why they do is because it removes excess cholesterol from the body in the blood and transports it back to the liver for elimination. But that doesn't make them bad. We, as you saw, just the LDL, which everybody considers bad, is needed for cellular repair, for synthesis of hormones and bile salts. Yep, yep. It has a purpose, doesn't it? And I can see Dars wanting to con- connect some dots for the listeners there on, <laughs> on something you said, but I'm going to make us take a quick break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education. Um, stay tuned, because when we come back, I have some research I want to share with you. I believe, was this given to us by Greg Peterson, this mm-hmm. particular piece of research, yes. the, the research man? So it's regarding um, cholesterol levels as reported to rates of heart attacks, I guess. So stay tuned. I have some great research to share. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Cassie Wienis, registered dietitian, and our special guest, Dr. Ryan Bentley. He's an expert on the role of cholesterol in our health. And I want to highlight a couple of two-hour classes that we're going to be teaching next week. Tuesday, April 6th, we've got Jumpstart Your Metabolism in Woodbury. And that's a very popular class. And good to take right after Easter, right? <laughs> yes, that's it the is. Tuesday after Easter. And then next Saturday afternoon, April 10th, um, join Angela and myself. We're, in, we're going to be teaching a class called The Food Connection to ADD, ADHD. And these are both great classes. And... Um, I don't teach very often anymore, no, and so it's, it's and I, I really enjoy it. I do love to teach. It is a treat to get to sit in on Dar's class, and and I did that <laughs> here not too long ago. Um, the ADD class, actually. So where okay. are you? I I sat in on your Wyzetta class. Where is this one? This is going to be in St. Paul. So April tenth in St. Paul, mm-hmm. and that when I sat in on that class, I. It was just so fun for me to see all the class interaction. And depending on the class, that doesn't always happen. But wasn't that a good one where people started to just share information? And you actually had a handful of teachers in that class because they wanted to be able to help their sure. students, which I just thought that was a wonderful it, it, yes, it is. gesture yep. as well. Um, and then I mentioned I had some research to share before we get um, into our callers here that are lining up. This comes from the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine at Yale University. Study was conducted in 1994, and it showed that older people with low cholesterol died twice as often from a heart attack as older people with high cholesterol. And in fact, most studies of older people have shown that high cholesterol is not a real factor for coronary heart disease. Isn't that something? And that's one of the pieces of research that we actually have in our Weight and Wellness series in class six, and, um, you know, just to let people know that, yep. you know, most, almost everything that we talk about in our weight and wellness classes have research behind it. Because you know, like Dar likes to say, <laughs> we don't make this stuff up. <laughs> so we got lots of callers and lots of questions coming in for Dr. Bentley. Yes. And just to remind people, I'm going to start here with our first caller, but if anybody out there is listening and has a question, you can reach us here at 651-641-1071. And get ready, Dr. Bentley, because here's the first caller. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Sharon. 
Oh, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. Um, I've been through the weight and wellness class. I think it's a it's 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 wonderful. Um, I unfortunately missed the last class, um, so I'm going to pick that up. Yeah, come in because that's the class on cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, that's one of the main ones I did. But the reason I'm calling is because um, my cholesterol has been high, um, you know, since I was in my early 40s, and it's now at 321. It's been this high for a long time. Um, uh, my cholesterol ratio is 494. I'm getting some pressure to take some statins. I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do it. But at the same time, I'm wondering, um, I think if I go to a doctor, that that's going to be their solution. But I'm wondering if I'm one of those people who actually should be on a statin drug. I'm not really overweight. Um, I eat the weight and wellness way mostly. Mm-hmm. Um I well, I think this is a great question for Dr. Bentley. Did, Dr. Bentley, did, were you able to hear that question? Yes. Okay, great. You want to go and on this one? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing, um, so if somebody could speak up, that'd be great. And, and it might be hard to hear Dr. Bentley, so um, we can always repeat. Yeah, and, and maybe, what, maybe, Sharon, if you just even you know hang up and, hang listen, up and listen to his answer... You oh, may that'd be, able... be great as long as there's no no additional questions. Um... Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on and don't hang up yet, Doctor Bentley. Go ahead. Can, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the key thing you need to find out what's driving your cholesterol production, what's causing it to increase. I mean, and there's there's three things that I think that are key to the human physiology that cause an increase in cholesterol. One is going to be insulin levels because insulin directly stimulates and regulates the enzyme in the body, which is called a HMG-CoA reductase enzyme, that actually makes cholesterol. Two is you need to get an idea of your stress level. Our body, we have work stress, home stress, money, war, gas, politics. There's physical stress, you know, such as pain, chemical stress, you know, altered physiology, and emotional stress. The body just recognizes it as stress. And cholesterol, as I mentioned earlier, is a precursor to the stress hormone. So if you have increased stress, then that is going to cause your cholesterol levels to rise. And the last thing is toxicity. Our environment has a lot of toxins in the environment, and our body can become overpopulated with these toxins and not able to remove them. And one of the storage mechanisms that the body uses is cholesterol to help rid that and, and decrease the damage on the tissues. Did you get that, Sharon? I think maybe she did hang up. So, no, uh, I. Oh, you're there. Okay, Sharon. Uh, now I can't hear him, so I'm going to turn your radio back on and hang up now. Okay. Okay, sounds great. So now, Dr. Bailey, we're not sure. Are we, you know, I know that she's taken our weight and wellness classes, and it does sound like she's probably eating much better than she's ever eaten before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really work on. Uh, the blood sugar level, so, but we don't know where she's at with her insulin level or any of these other things. So at this point, it's it's a hard question to answer. It is, well, you know. Oh, go ahead, Dr. Bentley. I was say, you know, and again, it's not the cholesterol issue that how elevated it is, because if we, if we look at it historically, I mean, there's Spaniards, you know, that population has, LDL levels similar to Americans, but have half the heart rate of heart disease. You know, the the Swiss actually have higher cholesterol levels than we do, but their rate of heart disease is lower. Okay. And mm-hmm. and you know the article 
from that we had uh, talked about back in 2003 when there's they had stated there's 13 million Americans that take cholesterol lowering drugs, but 50% of them have normal cholesterol and still have a heart attack, and that comes from Journal of Cardiology in 2003. Right. And it, it, again, it's not necessarily the cholesterol level that is the issue. It's the things that make the deposits in the body that make the cholesterol start to become sticky and start to make it stick to your arteries. So I'm going to say that um, probably if Sharon was listening, because I know she's sitting there, we don't have her on the line anymore, she'd probably say to you, Dr. Bentley, okay, bottom line question, is there ever a scenario where you would have a client that you would say, okay, now you are a candidate that needs a statin drug? I think that's a great question, Cassie. I mean, because well, we hear that all the time, yeah. Dr. Bentley. In, in, my, in my professional opinion, no. Because okay. cholesterol is nothing more, when it's elevated, it's nothing more than altered physiology. It doesn't tell you anything else besides there's something else going on. We need to investigate more. And if you look at one of the questions I got a number of times from my patients was, well, what about familial hypercholesterolemia, which is a genetic disorder that causes high cholesterol levels? Right. And if you actually look at that, the American Journal of Epidemiology in 2004 said that less than 0.2% of people actually have a genetic issue, which is 1 in 500. And so if we take just even, well, actually the new stat, they actually say now because they continuously change the levels of what should be considered for, before people go on a cholesterol-lowering drug, we now have 40 million people that are taking cholesterol-lowering drugs. So if we take that times 0.2%, that essentially is telling us that we have 39 million people, 200,000 people on cholesterol-lowering drugs for lifestyle issues. Okay. And that's what we need to understand, that it's not about the, the, the elevation of it, because cardiovascular disease has been the number one killer for 25 years. Statins have been around for over 20 years, and, it's, uh, and we still have cardiovascular disease being the number one killer. And so, so if we're lowering the cholesterol, and it's supposed to be preventing heart, heart disease, where are the stats to show that? You know, basically, what, what, you know, I think this is the message that we want to kind of get people to understand is that that genetic factor is only 2% of, of the whole population that has that genetic factor. Um, 0.2%. 0.2%. 0.2%. Wow. Oh. So probably not you if you're listening. 0.2%. <laughs> you know, a good analogy, and you'd probably agree, Dar, is that Taking a statin drug is like if your engine light is on and you put electrical tape over that check engine soon, <laughs> right? Yes. It's covering up or it's pushing down your cholesterol number, but it's not getting at what the real problem is. It's not getting to the lifestyle factor that's causing the liver to make that cholesterol. Right. Yes. Right. And that's what we, I mean, that's what we always try to talk to people too about, Dr. Bentley, is What's the factor that's causing the liver to produce excess amounts of cholesterol? We yep, know that yep. something's going on in the body. So we have to get to the core of the problem. So, Sharon, if you're listening, you might need to come in and see a counselor because it really might take some detective work. So it's time for another break already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, can you believe Easter is just a day away, less than a day away? If you have already gotten off track by those jelly beans you know, the Easter treats, the Cadbury eggs, which used to be my thing, not anymore, <laughs> or the Easter cake. If you're kind of getting off track and, and if tomorrow really sets you um, down the wrong path, starting Monday, day after Easter, April 5th, 
We have many Living the Weight and Wellness Way classes starting. This is a series of eight classes to really help you get back on track, to help you get the sugar out, to help you to remember to pack your lunch. And you can lose those winter pounds and really feel great. We're offering the class in Maple Grove, St. Paul, White Bear, Burnsville, and YZ. If you want to learn more or if you want to sign up, call our office today at 651-699-3438. If you have questions about cholesterol and heart health, call us and Dr. Bentley here at the studio, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have more questions about cholesterol, Dr. Bentley will present. He's going to be in town. Now, this is April 9th, and he's going to be at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Bloomington, and he's going to present a, it's a different clinical perspective on cholesterol and heart disease. So he's doing more of the updated research on cholesterol and heart disease and you can sign up. It's only $10 to go to this class. It's a two-hour class. And here's how to sign up and register. It's 800-444-9998, extension 113. And talk to Sue. And, um, you know, it's a great time to get, you know, I think if everyone should have as much information about cholesterol and heart disease and insulin resistance and Everything that's possible to help them make some changes with their life. So Right, right. So again, that number is 800-444-9998, extension 113. That's this Friday already, so you might want to call. I'm assuming it's really going to fill up fast, 7 to 9 p.m. We have another question for you, Dr. Bentley. So we're going to take... Ellen on line one. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. I have a question on what happens if a, if a person really doesn't care. They don't have that, you know, food connection of, of eating healthy. And so... In, in now, that are you talking of, about anyone special? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a lot of people in my mind, but I can't say. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, um, so when they... So, so they, they just don't care. They fast food it. They just... They just think, well, they go to the doctor and their cholesterol is really high. So, of course, the doctor is going to say, you know, put you on cholesterol medicine. When a person really doesn't care what they eat because they don't have that connection, is will that prevent a person from having a heart attack? Well, help them prevent having a heart attack by taking cholesterol medicine because that's really the only choice that, they're, that they can have. Great question. That's kind of like American mentality summed up, right? I'll just do whatever the heck I want, and then the doctor will fix it with a pill. Yeah. So what do you have to say to that, Dr. Bentley? Well, my, my answer to that is, and the way I explain it to my patients is, no. <laughs> Thank no. you. <laughs> and to, to answer it very directly, as sometimes I have a tendency to not answer directly because I like to give a lot of information. <laughs> but one of the key things that the point here being is that just because you have a lot of trees does not mean you're going to have a forest fire, does it? That's right. right. You've got to have a spark, something that starts a spark that will initiate the fire. And if you, the more trees you have, the bigger, bigger the forest fire. So there's an in, indirect link when it comes to cholesterol, and that's a key thing. But, again, the key thing is the initiator, the spark that starts the fire that 
creates the forest fire and the cholesterol are the, are the innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. And people need to understand, and there is actually one study that, I, that was shown that if somebody has already had a heart attack, that the statins can actually help prevent it. And the only reason is not the cholesterol-lowering effect of the drug, but actually that it inhibits a, there's an there's a enzyme called rho kinase in the body, and that actually quenches down the inflammation or the fire, if you will. It tones that down. So as you can see, there's definitely an inflammation connection here that I'm, I'm alluding to uh, with the fire analogy. But that's the only thing that's ever been shown, but it's a very minimal effect. Okay, that's a, that's a great answer, and it's interesting. You know, I think this is human nature. People are really into, you know, how do you get people to want to make changes? Um, and of course, what we think is more education, and it, but then you've got to get people to that point where they want to be educated in, in nutrition. Um, and sometimes it isn't until they have a heart attack that they're even willing to look at any of these things. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. then, sometimes they're not willing to look at anything. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you do? But I have a question for you, Dr. Bentley. Um, you know, we were talking about that high cholesterol number, and we've had callers ask about cholesterols in the 300s. But what can happen if your cholesterol is too low? Oh, and- there's actually a number of things that happens if the cholesterol levels become too low. Just in, in JAMA in 1996, the Journal of American Medical Association, there's a research article, and I'm quoting directly from them, and it says, most cholesterol-lowering drugs cause or promote cancer. And what they found is that the lower the cholesterol numbers, the increased risk of cancer. And that message is not out there very often. I think you should say that one more time for people. You know, they're driving around listening to us this morning, and they th- they probably put on their brakes when they hear that one. So just, okay. just say it's that actually, one. Uh, most cholesterol-lowering drugs cause or promote cancer, and that comes from JAMA in 1996. So we've known this stuff for, for years. And actually, there's another article in The Lancet that says long-term persistent low cholesterol concentrations, so the lower the cholesterol levels, the increased risk of death. And then it goes on further to state that earlier the patients start to have lower cholesterol concentrations, the greater the risk of death. So we got kids now taking statin drugs, which is absolutely malpractice in my opinion, that there are nine-year-olds taking cholesterol-lowering drugs. Wow. Isn't that crazy? There's no evidence to show what's going to happen 30 years down the line. They don't have these long-term studies that putting kids on this. Right. So, Dr. Bentley, an increased rate of cancer with low cholesterol. Okay, tell, there's some other things that happen when you have low cholesterol. Uh, maybe talk about memory and and libido and some of those other things. Okay, well, going, going back to the things that I talked about that cholesterol is important for, you know, cellular repair, myelin sheaths for the nerves, it regulates, your, you know, it's part of the regulation with the brain and nerve tissue. Right. You've got to have those types of things. So these are just a few of the things that can happen when cholesterol levels become too low. You know, you get your hormone issues because now you don't have the precursor to make your hormones. So you're so not making you, your testosterone, right? I'm sorry? You're not making your testosterone? and yes, you're not. You won't, make, you won't make testosterone, your estrogens, your progesterones because the precursor to that is all cholesterol. So if you lower it too low, it's not going to work. You're going to decrease your cellular repair. You're going to get neurological issues such as memory, 
And one of the other things that's key is I mentioned earlier that the precursor to vitamin D is cholesterol. And if you are low in, in vitamin D, it increases your risk of cancer, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune disease, depression. You know, we talk about wintertime and seasonal affective disorder and being vitamin D, and people are starting to test more. Doctors are starting to test more and more patients for vitamin D deficiency, and we're getting a growing number of, popu- of a population now that is more and more vitamin D deficient. But we're also getting a growing population of people that are taking more and more statin drugs. So, Dr. Bentley, I have to go back to the title of your talk on sex or sex lies and cholesterol. So let's still go back to the sex thing. Okay. You keep let's sliding over that one show. on me. And, Everybody uh, wants to go there. Why? <laughs> Everybody. So interesting. So we take a lot of statin drugs, and then we have men taking Viagra. <laughs> Is there a connection? Well, if we look at how I described earlier about LDLs, you know, the, the so-called, quote-unquote, bad cholesterol, Yes, cholesterol is bound to that in the liver, and it transports cholesterol down to the gonads to make testosterone. But what happens if the LDL levels get too low from taking a statin? You're going to inhibit that carrier molecule, so the cholesterol never reaches the gonads to convert to to, um, the sex hormones, i.e. to testosterone, which will result in in the lower production, which is going to lead to erectile dysfunction and lower no sex drive, lethargy, and I find it very interesting that Pfizer's number one selling drug is Lipitor and that their number two selling drug is Viagra. I mean, do you think there's a connection there? Oh, no kidding. The <laughs> number two selling, oh my gosh. For that company. I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that something? Hmm. Well, there's some food for thought. It is time for our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. As you can see from the show today, we like to bring you the research. We like to give you the information that empowers you to make change. And we mentioned our research guy, like we like to call him, Greg Peterson from Nutrition Dynamics. Um, And he sent us this piece of research that I want to give you before we head off to break. And this is relating to cancer. And Dr. Bentley was just talking about cancer. Omega-3, the component of omega-3 fish oils called DHA, has been shown to extend survival time of breast cancer patients. According to this study that I'm quoting, by adding 1,800 milligrams of DHA, so that's a lot, that's more than we would typically give out, but adding 1,800 milligrams of pure DHA to your chemotherapy regimen in advanced cancer patients extended their lives for an, an additional year. That's a that's a know, long time. That's a long time. So yep. something to think about. We'll be right back. My talk 1071. So superficial. So unnecessary. So what? So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you're interested in hearing more truth about cholesterol, Join doc, uh, Dr. Bentley Friday night at the Embassy Suites. Now, that is April 9th, right, Cassie? Yes, Friday, April 9th. And um, it's um, in Bloomington, and it's on 2800 American Boulevard West. And you can sign up by calling Sue at 800-444-9998, extension 113. And it's only $10 for the class. What and, a steal. And I, you know, 
Dr. Bentley shared his outline, and it's really extensive. In fact, I was thinking, I'm going to keep this outline. So. Oh, <laughs> me too. I've been highlighting mine and good stuff, Dr. Bentley. Well, we're going to get right to our next caller here. We have Pat on line one. Welcome, Pat. Thanks for listening. Pat? Hi, Hi Pat. Pat, good it morning. sounds like... What's... No. Maybe she took a break. Maybe we'll... It sounds like she's in a submarine. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? We'll, um, go, we'll go on. Okay. Do, 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 do. Boy, we're, I'm trying to decide which one to pick. We have a whole lineup of callers. Actually, we had one gal call in that had a great question that I would like to pose to Dr. Bentley. Um, she got diagnosed with diabetes. She said she says that she makes good lifestyle and food choices but was automatically, as we often hear, put on a statin drug as a precaution, being that she has the diabetes. Her question to you, Dr. Bentley, is, is that really necessary, or would you recommend changing that? Um, professionally, yes, I would, and, and personally, I would definitely recommend changing that. Yes. They just came out with a new study that just showed that the cholesterol-lowering drugs also increase the risk of diabetes, so... Not only is she making it worse, and again, it's not, so, you know, if, she, if she's got diabetes, there's an insulin issue, which is going to drive the cholesterol production. So lowering just the cholesterol is not going to fix the issue at hand. So, Dr. Bentley, where, um, do you have that research? Are you going to share that research on the one you just mentioned on diabetes, incre- or um, cholesterol-lowering yep. re- drugs, increasing blood sugars? I hope to. However, I only have two hours. So, but I plan I, I plan to integrate that in there. Okay, that, I mean that. So many people have this same scenario. They have di- they're diabetic. They're put on all these medications just as a precautionary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're really saying it it is absolutely not necessary and possibly even detrimental. detrimental. It is detrimental. There's no question about it, and there's nothing precautionary about the medication, in my opinion, at all. Looking at the research, okay, right, right. So it's it's interesting that they continue. You know, we talked about in 2003 they had 13 million Americans that were taking statin drugs. Now we have 40 million, and they've just they're lowering it again, and that's going to add another 6.5 million people that will take you know, have no cholesterol problems and no signs of heart problems, but will be deemed candidates for statins now. So why do you think... As precautionary. Why do you think as a nation we've had such an emphasis on cholesterol lowering, getting our cholesterol lower and lower and lower? What's What's driving that? Yeah, what's driving that? I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I would (laughs) say $27.8 billion in sales in 2006 would uh, be suffice enough to say that. The National, Educa- National, National Cholesterol Education Program in 2004 guidelines were lowered. And it's interesting that eight of the nine experts on that panel had financial ties to the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, okay. I think so. And yes. if you look at the actual stats, if you look at the research, there's no validation for that at all, not even as a precautionary element. And, again, it's, it's – and that's oh, where, that's where it bothers me because it's not the truth. People are being – there's misconceptions – on commercials, advertisements, what they're being told. They need to research. They need to become educated. They need to come to our classes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know, and I worked for the pharmaceutical industry for a short period of time. I'm finally able to admit. And <laughs> and so I saw the inner workings. And those doctors are so 
overbooked, overworked. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can just imagine if they have a couple minutes to read research, what's at the top of their pile is what the reps were dropping off all day long. Mm -hmm. So they're probably grabbing the wrong research with a bit of a biased twist. Um, We have Pat back on the line. I'm going to try to take her again. Okay, good. Pat, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Real quick question, and I might have come in mid-conversation, but you were talking about low cholesterol. Yes. I'm a 50-year-old woman. I'm very active. I pride myself in eating right. I mean, I haven't had soda in years. I don't eat candy chips or anything. I'm very, very active. The last three physicals I've had in the last 10 years, my cholesterol has been extremely low. So do I have something to worry about, or is that okay? I guess I'm going to turn our... I'm going to hang wait, up and Wait, and Pat, one more quick question. Pat? Pat, oh, okay. I'm wondering what extremely low is. Or right. maybe, Dr. Bentley, if you could just kind of give us a, a cutoff point of, you know, below this point is when you need to start to worry. Is that answerable? Yeah, the, the actual research studies show below 165, um, a total cholesterol below 165 is when you start to see the increased risk of cancers. Okay. So whether it is naturally that low or whether it is uh, lowered by cholesterol medication, it's the same. The the research so, shows it's the same answer then. It doesn't yeah, matter how it gets there. Right. And if it gets too low, you know, and they're not taking a statin drug, there could be a liver issue, a, a malfunction in the liver. And they're, they're you know, said so the liver's... Um, you know, there, there, there's just a number of different conditions. I don't want to say anything to scare anybody. So there's different right. conditions and things that can happen with the liver that will decrease cholesterol production there. Okay. So, Pat, if it is below 165, I know you're listening. That's something to get checked into further. There are two things that I wanted to, to mention real quick. We talked earlier about, you know, the, the $27.8 billion in sales in 2006. But it's interesting because people are like, well, they're not going to lie to you. And I beg to differ because Pfizer was slapped with a $2.3 billion fine this past year for illegal marketing methods. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so that's one of the one points I wanted to make. And one other point, you had talked about earlier about the DHA or the essential fatty acids and increasing that amount in the body and how that decreases cancer risk. And when you said that, I got really excited because two research articles popped up in my mind automatically, and both of those studies were showing that statins also decrease essential fatty acids, which is EPA and DHA in the body. And so, you know, both of them very, and they actually go on further that essential fatty acids are critically important in the progression and prevention of coronary artery disease. So the more essential fatty acids you have in your body, the less likelihood you will have cardiovascular disease. But if you don't have enough essential fatty acids, you significantly increase your risk of developing cardiovascular disease. So if you were, obviously, omega-3 fish oil is probably one of your choice supplements that you would recommend for people. Correct. Are there any other ones, one or two, just not a whole bunch, um, but one or two things that you think would really help protect people's hearts? Right off the bat, the essential fatty acids are absolutely important. Number two, if you are taking a statin drug, you absolutely have to be on coenzyme Q10. CoQ10 is actually produced in the body by the same enzyme that makes cholesterol. So if you're taking a cholesterol-lowering drug, you're decreasing CoQ10 in your body. And coenzyme Q10 deficiency 
has been linked to cardiac myopathy, which means heart cell muscle death. So here we are trying to prevent cardiovascular disease with the statin drug, but yet we're increasing cardiac myopathy or congestive heart failure with the statin drug mm-hmm. and because you're depleting the body of CoQ10. So you have to take that. And the last thing is going to be a nice blend of antioxidants. Antioxidants are very important. CoQ10 is an antioxidant as well. There's a whole blend of other ones that you can take um, because it's oxidation that is the trigger that starts the inflammatory process that leads to heart disease. Great, great suggestions. Omega-3s, CoQ10, antioxidants. We are out of time. We could have kept talking. Yes. But thank you, Dr. Bentley. Thank you for all that you're doing, getting out there, educating people. We'll look forward to seeing you on Friday night. Thank you. One thing real quick. I got one second. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, uh, if the, the patient's one, I made an e-book that's uh, free. If you go to DrRyanBentley.com, they can download a free e-book, and they can learn a little bit more about optimal health and functional.